You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Welcome back to Sprott Money News. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke. It is a rather historic Friday, June the 24th, and joining us uh, here early this morning is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, thank you for taking some time to visit with us. Hey, Craig. Always happy to be here. You know, we've had a hell of a run this year, and of course, this is the best day ever uh, for various various reasons, but uh, it's really coming together for all of us so far this year, big time. Boy, where we've been talking about fundamentals of this and negative interest rates and, you know, technicals of that. I mean, all this stuff has combined to send gold higher. And now we've got this Brexit vote overnight. What are your thoughts? How does this all come together? Well, you know, the first thing I think about, I think about the short position in gold and silver. And we have uh, in gold something like $74 billion of shorts. And in silver, we got $13 billion in shorts. We got $87 billion of shorts. I'm just doing the one side. I'm not netting long versus shorts, okay? And, of course, a 5% move, which is the minimum move because it's in U.S. dollars, is a $4 billion hit. Well, I don't know how many groups can take a $4 billion hit in a day. Uh, But that's what's happening just today. And, of course, they've established these positions at at lower levels, and now we've had a run from, uh, let's say, 1,050 to 1,328 or wherever it is today. We've had a wonderful run here, and uh, those shorts have got to be hurting here. I think that most of the reasons that are spewed forth for people not to buy gold, for example, in May it was, well, there's going to be a Fed rate increase, and then, of course, there's no Fed rate increase. And then... um, and then in the month of June, oh, well, we're, we're, they're going to vote against Brexit. Therefore, you got to sell gold. That got ripped out from under them. And I'm kind of thinking, okay, and I know I'm going to be a little profane here, but, you know, what excuse are you going to pull out of their arse this time for not owning gold? Because all of these things end up being uh, phantom, phantom concerns. And you and I have talked about this. There's no economic growth. There's this... A continual uh, increase in lending. We have a weakened financial system, and, and all the reasons on gold are sitting there staring us in the face. And in this uh, zero interest rate world, I find it kind of interesting that if you just look today, one day, and you look at some of the changes of the price of gold in one day, in Australian dollars, up 8%. In the British pound, up 14%. Canadian dollars, 7%. Um, Mexican peso, 8%. South African rand, 10%. Swedish krona, 10%. In a day. In a day. When you get zero interest rates for a year. So they're, like the reasons to own gold are so compelling. And, uh, and now there's, there's not much defense that they can bring up to stop people from going there. Yeah, that, that's for certain. And I, I think there's probably a natural human tendency on a day like today to say, well... I'm going to be a contrarian, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and sell some paper or sell some of my GLD or sell some of my miners or whatever. But as you said, the fundamental story for higher prices only got stronger overnight. Absolutely. And, you know, I said last week, you know, the, the cartel has the power to move the price down. But I, the other cautionary thing, I said, can they win? 
and it looks to me like they're not going to win here. That these, the size of these short position is so outsized, and if this momentum starts building ahead of steam, and of course, technically, I'm not a technician, but obviously, gold's broken out any way you want to look at it. I presume silver is within one or two cents of breaking out if it hasn't broken out already. Uh, and the reasons to own it seem so clear-cut with the volatility of the currencies uh, that are sort of so out of sync with normalcy that the reasons to own gold become more compelling all the time. Um, but it, it looks to me like uh, like they're not going to win. And one of the interesting things, Craig, that we probably should talk about, I found it sort of interesting when we looked at last week, and lo and behold, we had margin rate increases put on by the dealers in precious metals. Yep. And, you know, it's sort of interesting what happens. What that means is all the long speculators got a margin rate increase, but the cartel shorts didn't. Yeah. Because the cartel shorts only get an interest rate, a margin rate increase when the CME changes it. And, of course, the CME didn't. And now, of course, that's backfired. And shouldn't the CME today be raising margins on precious metals and while the shorts are having to scramble here that's what they do if it was down 60 bucks i guarantee you they'd have all the the long scrambling now we got golds up um five percent and i'm sure the cme will remain silent even though they should be doing something if i might ask you about silver as well let's double back to the size of that bank short position in silver because today is option expiration day for the front month and delivery month of july We've been talking about that on my site uh, quite a bit, how the sweet spot for the banks, the, bank, the spot of minimal pain is $18. Lo and behold, we're keeping price right below 18 But, Eric, once yeah. we get into next week, uh, do you expect prices to remain at this level, or does silver present uh, a rather significant opportunity for folks? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. What have we got open on the silver contract? I think we have something like 57,000 contracts open on COMEX and silver. That's uh, whatever, 285 million ounces, okay? And we got, uh, we're going to have six, I guess, five business days to trade away from that. There's very little inventory. I think there's 23 million ounces of uh, of inventory. Uh, we have, of course, we had a lot of people stand for uh, June gold. I find it fascinating that the July gold number keeps going up. We're pushing uh, something like 17 tons of, of gold for July because, Normally, July wouldn't be going up as, as you're getting close to the month here, but it is going up. So, I mean, the likelihood of there being either a failure to deliver or some short, some manifestation of shortage in in uh, gold and silver, it just escalates every day. And perhaps the fact that, uh, you know, we can have this 60 or $65, or $68, whatever rise it is in gold today, and that the cartel, they really can't do anything about it. You wouldn't dare... I, in my mind, short into this when uh, when everybody in the world, would, I don't care what currency you're in, it's a beautiful day to own gold. Yep, yep. And and when you're looking, when you're staring at zero interest rates and your almost minimum return for anybody in the world is five percent in a day, it's going to bring a few people in. And at the margin, it would go crazy. And as you've spoken many times about silver, silver is such a small market. I mean, to think that you know you plunk seventeen billion dollars on the table. You own all the silver in the world that that's above ground. I mean, that's ridiculous. What's $17 billion? Yeah, It's nothing. So it's going to happen. I think silver will way vastly outperform uh, gold. 
Eric, you've mentioned a couple times uh, in the last couple of months a story that was largely missed by folks, and that is that story that came out about the German insurance company Munich Re and how they were taking some of their investment assets, their investment portfolio, and buying physical gold and how that could be the start of a trend. Well, now we've got this uncertainty of Brexit. We've got the German 10-year bund got all the way to negative 15 basis points overnight. Eric, could that trend continue and and could something like that uh, be the proverbial straw that breaks the bank's back? Well, Craig, of course it could. I mean, I just look at, you know, it's very difficult for a corporation to to throw away all the bondage of, you know, owning gold. You look like you're heretical or something to do that. But this was done, I think it was probably done two months ago. And think of the gain that that guy from Munich Re has had vis-a-vis his competitors, right? Mm-hmm. His competitors that are sitting there getting zero interest rates on everything or negative interest rates. They're making nothing on all their assets. Zero. And this guy comes along and, you know, he's probably plucked to 15% out of the damn thing in about uh, uh, three or four months and, and kind of has an open playing field here when you look at where gold and silver might go. It's an open playing field. And I think the fact that he did it and publicized it would make all CFOs of all companies sit up and take notice. Now, you just can't get that amount of money into the gold market. Obviously, we have a market that's out of balance already in the physical market. God forbid that, you know, the treasurer of Exxon finally figured out that, you know what? All these currencies are crap. I should own gold or silver. And and this, it only takes a few people to think that. It's not going to take many more. So uh, it's all good. I mean, it's and, and other people are going to go there because the returns of owning precious metals are becoming outsized versus everything else in the world now. And even more so today, obviously. And let's let's wrap up, too, by talking about the mining shares once again, because there's all sorts of folks out there, again, wanting to play contrarian, that have missed the move or for whatever reason want the miners to go back down. And yet they keep rising. Well, They're obviously going to be up quite a bit today. What case can you make for continued buying of them? Well, I think the best line I heard was that, uh, you know, we've had the first inning of a nine-inning game. That was by a guy named Michael Belkin, who's come out very much in favor of gold stocks starting about six months ago when he reiterated a couple of weeks ago on King World News. And um, uh, most uh, rallies of bull markets in uh, precious metal stocks are at least 500%. So fine, we've gone the first 100 and change. We had a lot more to go here. I mean, look at the change in earnings with a 1320 gold price versus an $1,100 gold price. I'm sure everyone's earnings have more than doubled already. More than doubled. So that's a reason for the stocks to more than double. And, of course, every marginal increase now in the price of gold is all profit. So here we go. You know, it looks like these uh, metals are on uh, on a breakaway. And we could have a quick run here. I mean, who has confidence in anything today? Who would have confidence in their currency, their central bank, or their government today after this uh, British vote? And that vote, by the way, was just a kick in the teeth of all the elitists and bankers and government people. That's what it really was all about. And that is what's going on in the whole world these days. So you better own precious metals if you want to protect yourself. That's right. How long before we get a Frexit, you know, maybe a Bexit? Uh, All those are going to be lining up next. And we're talking about the second biggest currency in the world maybe being dissolved. I mean, how does that not augur well for owning physical gold? No, it's, believe me, Craig, it's all going in our favor. 
and I know most of our listeners would already be involved, and they got to stay involved, and they got to get their friends involved, they got to get their family involved because they got to protect them. We're in a very delicate financial situation these days. Eric, before we wrap up, I want to draw your attention to something. I spoke with a guy you know just a few. Oh, actually, this was just yesterday. Brent Cook, remember with Exploration oh, Insights. Yeah. Brent yeah. was the guest for this month's uh, Ask the Expert segment that can also be found here on the Sprott Money website and the Sprott Money blog. I want to encourage everyone to check it out. It was an outstanding interview with Brent, and I know you would endorse it because you know what great work Brent does. Sure. I know Brent's a great uh, geologist, and uh, I mean, it's a very big deal uh, getting to the uh, getting to understand some of these uh, exploration companies out there. The first part of the rally, as you know, was in the producers, but ultimately you move down to the sort of developers, then the explorers, and then, then the really green, greenfield guys. So he is uh, very, very well worth uh, listening to. And, and speaking of that, Craig, I meant to mention that. I, I mean, I thought you wrote a great article yesterday. And basically, uh, what Craig said was, uh, why does everyone assume that uh, everyone's going to vote against a Brexit here? I mean, I, I'm not reading it that way. And, you know, we should be very cautious here in, in making that assumption, which, of course, the whole market had made the assumption it was going to fail and the Remain would win. And i got to compliment you on uh, for keeping up your guard there. And obviously, you could uh, see that uh, the, uh, the Brexit uh, position was a strong one, and ultimately, uh, you proved to be right in your warnings. So congratulations. Hey, that's very kind of you, Eric. It, uh, blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> well, done. well done. Well, as we head into next week, uh, we've got contract expiration and uh, moving into first notice day of the front month July silver. We've got the July gold, which is not a delivery month, but that is obviously going off the board as well. We'll have another employment report, as if that means anything, two weeks from today. Uh, just your final thoughts, Eric, as we wrap up the second quarter of the year with big gains in gold and silver. And, of course, one other thing you might mention, because unfortunately for the market, we have economic data comes out every day. And for the most part, it sucks, yep. <laughs> which, again, takes people to, you know, why am I believing these elitists saying that everything's fine and when it's not fine? And I just think that, you know, you look at the vote, and, and you say, well, what, what were people thinking? Well, I'm telling you, they were thinking that these leaders that we have are not good leaders, and we don't believe the BS that they're feeding us, and we don't believe in a recovery. We think they're, we're, we're going backwards, and uh, we want to protect ourselves. We want out. We want to protect ourselves, and that's what's going to happen with gold and silver. People are going to keep piling in here, and, of course, at the margin, you don't need much more buying when you're already in, in my mind, in an imbalanced situation where you have more more demand and supply already. I mean, just throw a little more demand on there. Like, stand back. This thing could get awful big. So should be exciting. As always, Craig, I look forward to the next week. Eric, it has been a fun six months. We're up probably $300 from when we started this back in December. I have a sneaky feeling we're going to have a fun call again next Friday and almost every Friday going forward. Thank you again for your time this morning. I hope you have a great weekend. Okay, Craig. You too. All the best. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News, thanks for listening and have a great weekend.